This is Believeland Podcast. We're back. Uh, Elaine Shercliffe is back. Yeah, I'm uh, back. <laughs> Not... <laughs> we're, we're talking Browns because it's never a dull day in Cleveland when it comes to their sports. Uh, today... And this, you know, this week has not been uh, an exception, but the, today was definitely some noteworthy things. But we'll get to today's news in a minute. Um, first thing I wanted to start off with was David Njoku apparently requested a trade. Your favorite player. Uh, him and Richard Higgins. Okay. Um, <laughs> Njoku requests a trade. Mary Kay Cabot reports that. A league source told told her that he requested a trade. Najoko tweets later in the day that he never told Mary Kay he requested a trade. She later confirms that Najoku never spoke to her. Apparently, everyone in Cleveland decided to just pile on Mary Kay Cabot for getting stories wrong again, but nobody knows how to read. <laughs> because it was league source told her that Njoku wants a trade. Njoku says, I didn't say anything to Mary Kay. He did not deny that he requested a trade. Mary Kay yeah. Cabot also confirms that Njoku never talked to her. Yeah, I was one of those people. I was getting ready to pile on, and then I... Luckily, I <laughs> sent you I something. Said... <laughs> yeah, I sent you something about... I was like, oh, of course. And you were like, Elaine, come on now. <laughs> and so, yes, I apologize for not reading. Um <laughs> I love, though, that he basically came out and was like, I didn't snitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, he essentially, it was a non-confirmation confirmation of saying I requested a trade by saying I didn't say anything about a trade to Mary Kay. Right, because he easily could have been like, I don't want to leave here. He could have straight up told everyone that he wanted to be here forever, that she got wrong information, there was a million other things he could have said, but he left it. Left it open face, to interpretation. Yeah, he from face value, it's interpretation. But when you look back at things that Odell Beckham has said, no, I just said Odell Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> David Njoku. I'm so sorry. He's on my brain today. <laughs> uh, when you look back at what Njoku has said before and past, there there's always a deeper meaning when he's not when he's saying something that seems like it's open to interpretation, it it's definitely him answering the question and confirming is what, when you look at his past tweets and his past post game pressers or anything. Mm -hmm. So, and, and let's be honest here. I mean, he requested a trade already. Then he rescinded the trade because they convinced him to stay for some reason. I mean, if someone already had one foot out the door and you pulled them back in, guess what? They're still going to be ready to go back through that door again. You're not, you're not going to be able to bring it back in and have them buy into whatever you're doing. Unless He's... you win a Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's not happening. So, uh... There's still time. It's still 2020. <laughs> well, um, unfortunately for the Browns, the Super Bowl's played in 2021, so... <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Anyways, um... <clears throat> there's going to come a point in time where Njoku's just like, okay, I've seen enough, I want out again, and I, I think we have maybe reached that point. Yeah, which is kind of weird to me. So it must not be about winning, because obviously last year you could say, or the, was it last year he requested? Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, 
Um, I, I think he requested bef- like during last season and this past off season. So he's requested it more than once already. So obviously it's not about winning because this season they're actually winning. They're putting together games. Sometimes I'm wondering how they're putting together those games. Like how they walked away with the win. But hey, I'm not going to question it too much because um, the fact that Cleveland is four and two is about as shocking as the Bears being five and one. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's fun to watch. But if he, yeah, it's obviously not about winning. So there's some reason that we all don't know about why he wants to leave. Oh, I have a guess. Uh, it's playing time. Um, because um, what was the what was the big thing we heard all off season about the Browns and their new offense? It's going to be lots of three tight end sets. They're going to use all of these guys. David yeah. Njoku has a spot on this roster. He, he played 40% of the snaps on Sunday. 23 plays. He got out-snapped yeah. by freaking Rashard Higgins. Okay? Rashard Higgins played 34 plays to Njoku's 23. I mean, granted, there were probably times when they were both on the field together. But the, the point remains that... What we saw this past Sunday does not necessarily reflect what we were told this entire offseason about the the offense. And honestly, he's, I don't care what anyone says, he's their third string tight end. Okay. Austin Hooper, significantly better than Njoku. Harrison Bryant was instantly better than Njoku the day they drafted him. Right. Honestly, um, it if he wants to trade, they should try and trade him. But I honestly don't know who is hurting so bad that they would need him. Maybe Tampa Bay, maybe the Bucks. I don't know. I mean, the, yeah, the, I know. the problem with Njoku is that his, his cap hit for this year is $3 million. They picked up his fifth-year option for some reason, which I'll never understand. And he's owed over $6 million next year. There is no way in hell what we've gotten out of David Njoku is worth anything close to $6 million. It's not even worth the $3 million he's got for a cap hit this season. So they're stuck with a guy who doesn't produce, is not developed in the way that anyone thought he would, and has pretty much no value. I, I see people keep saying, well, trade for a linebacker or a safety or maybe some mid-round picks. Those are pipe dreams, okay? If you, yeah, get, get... If you get anything better than a late-round pick, and when I say late, I mean like sixth. And not this year, like future. Right, yeah. Not- <laughs> I, I would be I would be highly surprised because unless some team is willing to, you know, take that bet and chance and be like, there was something we liked about him coming out of the draft or we still see this that maybe we can have that chance to unlock that they'll maybe pay a little bit more, uh, maybe that happens. But uh, uh, a team looking at him and evaluating him for what he's done in the NFL, not what he did in college, will be like, yeah, here's a seventh rounder. Uh, take it or leave it. Right, especially since with the the amount of time that he has played, it hasn't been consistently, like, awesome. You know, if you play less than what you want to play, then you have to be consistently good and on the way up. <laughs> You can't be just like stalled or being even erratic because in some of the bigger games, you need someone to be consistent in a positive <laughs> consistency. Um, <clears throat> so if he can start doing that, if he can actually stop focusing on the fact that he's playing less time 
and making the most of the time that he's playing, then mm-hmm. maybe they could trade him for something. But and, and... other than that, we're probably just the Browns are probably just stuck with him for <laughs> I mean, until I, the end of his contract. And this has, uh, the Browns have released David Njoku the day after the season's over, written all over it. Um, yeah. And them just absorbing that cap hit. Luckily, they have cap space to where they can absorb it. But, I mean, it's not like he's going to pass up any of the other tight ends on the roster. Um, right. It's, it's not I mean, that's like... That's being cheap comes in handy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he's going to entice some team to start a bidding war for him. Uh, the day there's a bidding war for David Njoku is uh, the same day I have some belief in the guy running the offense uh, wearing number <laughs> six jersey, okay? It's just not going to happen. Oh, Baker. We'll get into to him later. <laughs> but I just, I don't know what his future is. I don't know. Uh, how they're going to handle it. I just know that if I was running the show uh, and I was presented with this piece of information, I'd be like, okay, um, find a way to get rid of him to get any potential negative influence out of the locker room. Because he's, you have to sometimes weigh those things. Uh, Sometimes a a better player who might be a headache, uh, one we'll talk about later, um, you deal with those things. Someone who doesn't produce, you'd be like, See ya, dude. I mean, if you remember, the Browns cut uh, one safety last week, or last year, uh, that Whitehead guy, because he went on a Twitter tirade. Yeah. Like, he he was straight, he wasn't really good. And he decided to go crazy on Twitter, and he was gone by the next morning. Yeah, it was so fast. By the time people really started talking about it, it was like, oh, former Browns player. (laughs) (laughs) That was... I mean, that's a great example of the double standards of sports. We talk, I know we talked about that mm-hmm. when we did the Long Gone Summer, and then also when we talked about Lance <laughs> Armstrong. We talked about that double standard a lot. <clears throat> but that just highlights the double standard again. Yeah. You know, if you're good, you can basically kind of say and do what you want um, for a while. I feel like that is also what happens now with, like, sports broadcasters too yes um (laughs) but it's an interesting thing to see because it but the thing is it happens in everyday life too Mm -hmm. it happens even at like your workplace your normal run-of-the-mill workplace if you consistently put out like good work and if you decide to just have an off day and swear at someone or take a nap at your desk they're not going to question you yeah it's a bit because, more passable yeah it's, a, it's like oh this is just an off day for them this isn't like a normal day and they kind of let it go so it it's an interesting that those kind of things are always very interesting to me mm-hmm. because I, I wonder like what would happen if baker mayfield went on like a twitter tirade like like that would he still be here would he be benched like it's not like he hasn't approached that territory before, <laughs> yeah, but, but, true. but, uh, he doesn't care what people say about him. Remember air quotes. Okay. Yeah. The biggest lie <laughs> ever. Um, speaking of media personalities, uh, <clears throat> this has apparently become a, a multiple day thing on ESPN, but we'll start with, uh, with Stephen A. Smith and his little, uh, rant he went on. About how 
Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry should request trades out of Cleveland. And I don't entirely disagree with what he's saying. Um, I actually do understand where he's coming from and what he's saying. Uh, and this is someone I rarely agree with anything he says. Um, I'm not a big Stephen A. Smith fan. We talk about it a lot. <laughs> we talk about it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big Stephen A. Smith fan. Uh, I, he's made one hell of a career. Um, but sometimes I feel he's one of those people who goes on television who just likes, or radio and just likes to hear himself talk and say things. But that's kind of his job. So guys like him or Colin Coward or Skip Bayless, any of those guys, they're they're just on TV to say things. Uh, whether I mean, they actually but, mean them or not is a different story. How- I mean, I like to talk. I like to do the same thing, just not as hot takey. <laughs> hey, someone wants to pay me uh, a lot of money to just say things and be on television and not give two fucks about anything, I will gladly right. do it. No I will shame. talk about players' sexual lives for <laughs> for millions of dollars. Actually, I won't. I don't think I could do that. Honestly, I don't think I could question the way he questioned the way he questioned <laughs> basketball players. I don't think I could do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. That was a lie. I don't like lying. I I can't do it. <laughs> but anyways, back to the topic at hand. Stephen A. Smith said that. Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry should request or demand trades out of Cleveland, and I don't disagree. I mean, okay, listen, I disagree because wait, which which reaction do you want? Do you want me looking at this as if I was like a diehard fan? Do you want diehard fan Elaine, or do you want like if I was the beat reporter of the Browns? Okay, give me Fanelaine first, then Beat Reporter, because I have a feeling our responses are going to be very similar. <laughs> okay. Um, Fanelaine says, that's fucking stupid. Do not take them away from us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How dare you? You are an awful person, and I just cannot believe that we are friends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's essentially, you know, from the fan perspective, like, why the hell would you get rid of two of the best receivers in, in football? You know, why would you do that? You you, the, you have to find a way to make that work. You know, yeah. So that's, that's the fan perspective. Now, let's go reporter, analyst, broad <laughs> perspective, unbiased. So I think that to make the Browns better, they should stay. But for them and how they play, going to a better team that consistently would you would use them consistently and where they would click would be better for them that really hurt to say by the way <laughs> the, the the way i see it is that from their perspective so from you know odell beckham's and jarvis landry's they have to realize the offense for running it's not a pass oriented offense it's a it's run not. oriented it, it's a run oriented offense I mean, now against Dallas, if OBJ could play against, be on Cleveland's team playing against Dallas for 16 games a season, then he should definitely stay here because that's where he shines. And he, for some reason, runs well against Dallas. (laughs) Um, But he is a beautiful catch guy. Mm -hmm. He is a, like, 
he's a take it in for the two yard touchdown guy, but he he's not like in my mind he's not like the take it down from inside the like the other the other other the field and and get like a ninety nine. <laughs> 99 yard touchdown guy like am i wrong i feel like i mean he's the i guess the way to look at this is uh he's not nick chubbs and this team is built for nick chubbs yes (laughs) so sorry (laughs) i mean they look at it from this way they're they're receivers the way that they're going to be productive, be happy, and how they will get their next contract, which will probably be the last time they maybe get paid a good amount of money, depending on production, health, what have you, is dependent on how they produce. Through six games, Odell Beckham Jr. only has 23 catches for 319 yards and three touchdowns. And how many of them were in the game that I benched him for during fantasy? Uh, I think I think five. <laughs> yeah. So it was a, a bad fantasy week. <laughs> and and looking at Jarvis Landry, he has twenty four catches for three hundred and nineteen yards and zero touchdowns. Yeah. So from, which is so unlike him though, like that is unlike him. I so, feel like him being on the Browns is actually making him worse. <laughs> do you? I mean, do you feel that? Am Am I just over? I just feel like which one, Landry or Beckham? Landry. Landry Landry had a career high uh, in receiving yards last year, and he had a second highest touchdown total. But this year, I mean, like, I mean, I mean, it's not working. These type of receivers need to be in an offense that's passing oriented. Or are you ready? They go to the coaching staff or the GM or whoever. They say, listen. We need someone that's going to get us the ball and get us the ball accurately. But they're not going to be able to get someone. The Browns won't be able to get someone that gets them the ball. Either make a change at the quarterback position or trade us to Who? a team that will have a quarterback. Well, they have a guy on their on their depth chart right now who knows that offense backwards and forwards, and he's not the starter. Mm-hmm. There's a guy on that team that t- that ran a Kevin Stefanski offense and was one game away from the Super Bowl. I mean, true. But I don't know. I'm I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. So that I'm that's still soaking it in. I'm now, still thinking about now, it. <laughs> just think from their perspective. Tell them that we need someone to you need to make a, a a way or do something to get the quarterback that will deliver us the ball accurately, so the passing game can actually be a threat and not one of the worst in the league, or trade us to a team where the quarterback will. Well, now would be a good time to try it though, because he does ha- like Baker does have the bruised ribs, and I'm sorry, like I have pulled the muscles in between every rib on my right side once. And I can tell you that throwing a ball when your ribs are injured is um, very painful. <laughs> I'm sure and... it is painful. I'm sure it hurts. Well, so like now would be the time to be like, hey, 
recover, mm-hmm. you know, give yourself a little bit more time. Take because they have a bye week. What like not this coming week, but next the next one. Not right? not this week. Not next week. The week after. Okay, so why not give it a try for two weeks and then reassess everything at the bye week? I I wouldn't hate it. I mean, because here's the thing. I mean, I really like Baker, so I would be sad, but I would like to see. I mean, when you when you really break it down and you start thinking about how you have these two really good players who aren't producing, and it's because we don't have that, you know. You don't have the quarterback. Can we? Are okay. Why? I would love to see them do okay you know how in hockey now more teams are starting to ride the goalie tandem or like Mm -hmm. one one why not do that in football with quarterbacks because you can get i mean yes pretty much everyone needs to be on the same page but everyone also is different and has their different skill set and maybe one quarterback works better against another team like, why does it have to be the same quarterback every week? Uh, well, a rhythm thing. Um, qu- rhythm matters for quarterbacks. But you investing that much money into the quarterback position, I mean, you have to invest a lot to begin and with. don't. You would have to. And don't. <laughs> <laughs> then you wouldn't have two competent quarterbacks to do this with. Okay? So it, having the one quarterback... Having finding one quarterback that's good enough is hard enough. Trying to find two is is even more difficult. The only way that you see things like this be moderately successful or successful in any way is with uh, someone who is your regular starter and some kind of guy you can just kind of put wherever and he can sometimes he's a quarterback, sometimes he's a running back, maybe he's a receiver, and that's what the Saints do with Taysom Hill. I mean, Taysom Hill's oh, fun. Yeah. He's he is fun. He's fun. I feel like they use a little bit too much Taysom Hill. As much what else as do they have? <laughs> Jameis Winston's on their roster. Okay, true. Uh, Other but, than that. But um, people need to stop acting like Taysom Hill is the future of the Saints quarter. He's 32, okay? He's the same age as me. He's not some 25-year-old fun guy they found, okay? <laughs> He's been around for a while. And if anyone else in the league thought that Taysom Hill was some super secret weapon or had the potential to be a franchise quarterback, he wouldn't be used in gadget formations with the Saints. Maybe he's just a late bloomer. (laughs) I'm kidding. He's not a late bloomer. Me too. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like I said, though, now is the time to try it, right? Now is the time to give it a little whirl. And he can't take it offensively because if they do it just right... Mm -hmm. And they're not like we're benching you because we think that you're just playing decent, and your your throws are wobbly. You haven't thrown a spiral consistently for <laughs> um, two seasons, so they could just say like, "You need to recoup. We do have, you know, you're our biggest cheerleader, which he is. You know, you can still sit on the sidelines and still." help talk up the guys and all of that, like not, not banishing him to like the press box, like they do in hockey, like, <laughs> you know, but posing it, posing it in such a way that it's now the time to figure out if they can do it with other people as well. And 
really drive home the leadership aspect of it to Baker. I think if they drove it home as it being like a leader thing, mm-hmm. he would eat that up. You know, if it was still about him and being like, you're still going to contribute to the team, even though you're recouping and recovering, I think he would eat that up and be like, yeah, okay, let's do it. You know, like if he was allowed to maybe help them dry, draw up some plays. Cause I think that he actually can draw the plays. He just can't execute them. No, he can't. When, yeah. Because like I said, his passing is, I love him. I love him so much, but listen, I, <laughs> his passing is suspect sometimes and he'll overthrow and he will just like overthrow. And then you see the ball in the air and you're like, why is it wobbling so much it's not that windy like what? he he also can't read a defense he can't see yeah. over the defensive line in front of him it, everything that people were tried to tell us that doesn't matter matters okay it, coming through the draft process it was he's too short yeah that's a thing i'm sorry he gets passes batted down all the time okay but see and that that's comes a, to coach that comes to coaching though and drawing up plays that will allow you to not get them batted down, which is probably why Stefanski has gone more into a running game. I don't think they're going to the running game, but that's a completely different reason. But well, I mean, um... it's probably like a it's a another another re, like another reason why they needed to go there because yes. if they can't depend yes. on Baker to um, pass all the time, I mean, that's the thing. I think what didn't like. Last year, didn't they try to pass a lot in the beginning, and it was just bad? Like, yeah, and, and and the two yeah. games we've seen so far, they've had to pass more than run, and they've been disasters. I mean, yeah. this is this is a trend here. It's if you have to rely on the arm of Baker Mayfield to win a game, you will lose. It's right. that it's, simple. It's He's, not like he is someone you win with, not win because of. That's what he is. Right. I think he. So he was like that at Oklahoma, though, too. He... The the difference at Oklahoma is that it's it's college, and of all college, no, I know what I'm saying. Is it's the like, Big Twelve, right? What I'm saying is, you know, there are quarterbacks who you win because of, like, it, with LSU and Joe Burrows, there were definitely a lot of games that he saved. Mm-hmm. Now, looking back at Baker's career, it was more of a win with. More mm-hmm. of a team. Everybody on the team had to do it because when it came right down to it, it wasn't going to be the quarterback saving the day. But, you know, some teams can do that. Some teams can do, you know, can use that to their advantage. But the Browns and their division that they're in, unfortunately, cannot do that because, you know, teams like the Steelers, <laughs> they if they know that your quarterback is not your, you know, game changer, your laser beam style thrower who just like you see him out there and you're like, Oh crap, (laughs) he's playing. They're Mm going to destroy, they're going to destroy that team because they already know that there's not a consistent player Mm -hmm. who, um, they can't just like get in the way of the ball, you know, like they know that, if they can shut down the running game, they're going to be forced to throw. And then they know that they can shut down the throwing game really easy because like you said, Baker's smaller. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, 
a lot easier. Yeah, and, and let's be honest. The Steelers were not afraid of Baker Mayfield on Sunday. They... The Steelers are never afraid of the Browns unless they're playing in inside of First Energy. And even then, even then, it's they're not, not... They're never afraid They're not enough. as afraid. Okay. They, they, I watched they... them lose once, and it was beautiful. <laughs> they were afraid that game. And I think, I think some of them were afraid at the end of last season when... The helmet incident happened, but I don't think it's for style of play. I always think it was for safety reasons. <laughs> yeah, when Miles Garrett decided to play whack-a-mole, okay? Um, Listen, I have thoughts, but we don't have to discuss those now. You've already heard them. <laughs> yes, but but they weren't afraid of Baker Mayfield, and they showed it. They just blitzed the crap out of him. They shut down the run game and said, beat us with your arm, because we know you can't. And that's exactly what happened. His first pass of the, inter- yeah. of the day was returned for an interception for a touch or interception return for a touchdown. Okay. Right. Does the does the Brown Steelers game do those always remind you of like the Michigan Ohio State games? Except the Browns are Michigan in this scenario. <laughs> like, I feel like the. Browns will go in and they think that they can do it and they'll be semi cocky about it. And the Steelers, like you said, they come in and they're like, we're not afraid of you. We don't even care. Like whatever. And then they, they beat us almost every time. Kind of like, I, I just uh, noticed the comparison is so weird. Like, um, see, there are times in those games though, where, where Michigan will be ahead and it looked like they'll win, and all of a sudden Ohio State's just like, okay, enough fucking with this. And they just go into hyperdrive, and they just score like 40 points in a quarter and a half. That's true. So this See, is more like Ohio State playing like BG. <laughs> I would say it's I would say probably <laughs> like um, like Iowa, okay? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, um, I wouldn't say Wisconsin. Maybe Wisconsin. But you you know what I mean. It's it's yeah. The, the you the majority of the time, you know who's going to win the game. Every once in a while, the other one will win, but it would be because uh, it was an ugly game and nobody looked good. Yes, yes, yes. So it's it's one of those games. It's it's not yeah. about, uh, and that's what it's been. The you know the <clears throat> the times the Browns have beat the Steelers since they've came back and it's not because the Browns have genuinely looked good it's because the Steelers have looked you know bad and the Browns managed to squeak out a win yeah that's true good point okay I take back my comparison (laughs) (laughs) so so looking at um you know the you know the offense with Baker. It's it's not going to be productive in the passing offense. I think we've seen all we need to have seen with Baker Mayfield, in my opinion. Um, that's why we need to go tandem, tandem <laughs> QBs. Let's do it. Let's do it, baby. It, it worked for Washington when Steve Spurrier was running the show. Let's do it again. Uh, no, it you was, know, put it one QB in terrible. for two quarters and then put the other one in for the last two, like. Let's just change the culture of how we use quarterbacks, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> I, I think it was uh, Danny Werfel and Patrick Ramsey. It was it was terrible. 
Uh, hold on. Let me. That's what Washington did, I believe. Oh, uh, Danny Warfel and Shane Matthews. Yeah, so terrible. Uh, but that's that's the Washington football team and their history. Um, back on to Odell Beckham Jr. Um, yes, I love him. He had himself quite the day today. Oh, God. you say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just need a moment. Okay. Take your and moment. No. Okay. I will, I will read this quote. Uh, this is uh, in reference to whether he was worried about testing positive for COVID after he was sent home with the illness. Here's his quote. I don't think it's going to enter this body. I don't want no parts of it. It don't want no parts of me. I think it's a mutual respect. I felt like it was the right thing to do to mention I may not have been feeling well. I just wouldn't want it to spread throughout the building. If there was a case, I would have possibly had it. End quote. Uh, let's start at the end first, because it <laughs> sounds like he was actually doing something he should have been doing. Wasn't feeling well. Made it, made people knew. He went home to make sure he didn't have it and, uh, you know, spread it throughout the building. You know, what you're supposed to do, I'll tell you, good job. Uh, the first part. What the fuck was that? <laughs> First of all, I love some of the tweets that came from that. Like one girl, I wish I wish I had it up, but she said, um, "This donut will not make me fat. We have a mutual agreement." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there there are tons of those type of tweets coming. Out. There was there, uh, but it's just like, what the fuck did he just say? Right, and I just I I mean I wish that was how it worked. I wish that I could be. Like, okay, you have the flu, but guess what? The flu and I, we respect each other. <laughs> we have a mutual agreement. And if you cough on me or sneeze on me or lick me, I'm not going to get it. Because the flu and I have a respectful relationship. <laughs> <laughs> this was just absolutely wild when I saw it pop up on my timeline. Because I knew Odell was doing his his media presser at the time, and I saw it pop, I'm like, what the fuck did I just read? Yeah. And it's just... Absolutely wild, is what it was. It's just... I I, I am in complete awe that uh, not only would somebody say this, but what someone would say this in public on camera in front of reporters. Okay. Two things. Well, no, I'll say the second thing later. First of all, it's Odell Beckham Jr. Mm -hmm. There's no filter. I'm aware of that. Zero filter. I mean, like, because... <laughs> I mean, I'm not even shocked that he said that because we know things about him now that, like, we never wanted to know, which I have to give a shout-out to this guy, Tommy, who's on the Sky is Falling podcast because after I showed him that and then the follow-up tweet someone someone else said... He went and found out whether or not you could get COVID from um, from poop. He went out, <laughs> out and he found out that there is no confirmed report of the virus spreading from feces to a person. 
So at least we know if he gets it, we know how he didn't get it. Yes. <laughs> that's 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 good to know. Good I to know. I'm sorry. I it's like <laughs> I just the the one thing is is if they were to trade Odell Beckham Jr., it would just be so boring. I feel like he just brings this level of fun, insane fun to <laughs> to the media and to the coverage because he literally just says whatever he wants. That's it. That's how he does it. Mm-hmm. No no questions asked. If you want to know what's on Odell Beckham Jr.'s mind, just go, hey, what are you thinking about? And he'll just be like, word vomit. <laughs> yeah, because that's what this was today. A whole, a whole bunch of word vomit. Uh, because I, I just... <laughs> I mean- I feel bad for his like publicist and his agent. <laughs> I wonder how many times they have to talk to him and be like, "Okay, OBJ, here's what you say, here's what you don't say. Here's what's on the table, here's what's off the table." And I feel like the off the table is super long list of things mm-hmm. <laughs> that he still continues to say. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I saw I saw one theory today that he said this in particular to get everyone to talk about this instead of everybody talking about he should demand a trade. And interesting I mean, theory. I that. Interesting I theory. That because he wants to be here. Mm-hmm. I could see him trying to divert anyone thinking that he would ever want to leave here because he loves these Cleveland fans. Every time I, I mean, he also loves playing here and, Mm-hmm. You know, it's the whole it's the whole package for him. Every time I talk to any of those beat reporters or um, fans that have met him, they just say like he he loves it here so much and it's very genuine. Mm-hmm. So I could I could see him being like, today's the day to put the filter down because <laughs> I want to be here. And you know, like Cleveland fans, we just we deal with that stuff. Like when you mm-hmm. say stupid shit like that, Cleveland fans are like, okay, well, at least you play good. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm surprised this hasn't ended up on a t-shirt yet. Okay. It, it probably has. <laughs> it, it, it's probably on a t-shirt or going to be on a t-shirt. It's some parts of this quote will end up on a t-shirt at some point. Um, Listen, I don't have money for all of, I just need them all to stop being quotable because I don't have money for all the shirts. <laughs> I don't have space for all the shirts. I don't have money. Like, I need them to maybe make some stickers so I can fill up my whole entire wall in my office. <laughs> like, <laughs> give me a stencil of quotes and I'll just paint them on. <laughs> just, you gotta stagger your laundry. <laughs> stagger the laundry so it's a cycle of clothes coming in, clothes coming out. Could you just imagine me like at a, at a Monsters game covering on the beat wearing like a shirt that says that COVID and I have a mutual agreement, respect for each other. <laughs> Put my little blazer over it so it looks professional. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I just. I, I don't want no parts of it. I don't, it don't want no parts of me. Just. <laughs> Just a picture of Odell with that kind of like snarl that he has. You know what picture picture I'm talking about. 
I wonder how many like women will now use that as a quote when they break up with someone and it's a bad breakup. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to be a top five breakup line in the greater Cleveland area. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm just going to get, okay. So I am now in search of a man that I can date just long enough so that I can use that when we break up in <laughs> about 48 hours. So my DMS are open. <laughs> If you want a really hostile breakup involved, you know, and at the end of it, you get a OBJ quote, please hit me up. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking and continuing on the topic of Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. has been uh, suspended from LSU for the next two years. Yes. Why did Uh, it take so long? They probably had to do some sort of investigation and all this other crap and uh, nonsense. Let's just put it that way. Nonsense, because that's what it was. Uh, But we did get official confirmation that it was real money that he was giving out after the national championship game. There was the confirmation uh, by Joe Burrow on Pardon My Take that said it was real money, but it was one of those things where it could have been left up to how we said it. might have been joke, tongue-in-cheek, but we do know now 100% it was real money. Uh, I mean, they it say looked real. It did look <laughs> it real. It looked real when he was handing it to them after the game. <laughs> uh, the report says it was $2,000 worth. It looked like a hell of a lot more than $2,000 worth. It looked more like he was giving that out to each person. Okay? Right. <clears throat> well, that's probably what they're saying. It was $2,000 per person. <laughs> <laughs> Unless all those were ones and we just didn't realize it. Uh, I mean, yeah, unless he had, like, sandwiched, like, a couple hundreds in the middle of how much, like, shroot bucks, then uh, there's no way in <laughs> hell that that was $2,000. Right. There's no way. So. I, I'm so glad that they did that, though, because he he could have hurt a lot of players' eligibility mm-hmm. and scholarships because of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yes, I get it. You're, like, totally having fun that you... You're celebrating. You want to celebrate. But, like, in that moment, he made it about himself. He did. And almost destroyed many players, not just careers, but, like, education. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some players who are not, like, the best of the best. They know they're not going to go play in the pros. And they're depending on football to um, to pay for their, their college mm-hmm. education. And so in that moment, I'm sure they were all like really excited. And they're like, oh, yeah, OBJ just handed me money. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, oh, no, like I could definitely lose my because they're so the NCAA is so stringent about it. You know, like I hate the NCAA, but <laughs> well, yes, but it's I mean, a lot of rules need to change a lot of them. But the fact is that those are the rules and mm-hmm. you have to follow them and Yes, they need to be changed, but they're not changed yet. So don't don't make an example of yourself when your whole entire life is on the line because you could be a junior and getting ready, you know, for your senior year and you lose your eligibility, which then means you lose your scholarship and LSU's not cheap. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so So uh Odell Beckham had himself quite a day today. 
uh, crazy, mm-hmm. crazy COVID comments, getting banned from LSU's facilities for two years. Quite the banner day for the old Beckham household. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I just, I feel like whenever we do these podcasts, there's just like a news dump. <laughs> like, yeah. Like someone with Cleveland connections just like dumps news. I mean, we were literally in the middle of a podcast when they announced that maybe the season wouldn't happen for baseball. <laughs> And then it did happen, but like, <laughs> so if anyone really wants news to happen, just tell us to record a podcast together and it will happen, right? Is that, <laughs> is so that, that how it works? So that means I guess we're going to have to do one uh, leading up to the trade deadline. Got it. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Except with hockey, it's more like I take a nap or go take a shower and then all the news breaks. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do anything about it, but it's why I have a waterproof phone. <laughs> so now I want I want to ask you a question here. Is it a trivia question? Because recently, when people have been asking me trivia questions, I have definitely screwed them all up. Like somebody, I was on a podcast about hockey, and someone asked me who the first round draft pick for the 2013 draft was the number one pick, and mm-hmm. I totally forgot it was Nathan McKinnon. And I was like, was it Alexander Wenberg? I'm like, wait, the Jackets haven't had... No. <laughs> like, Jesus. And, um, and now I'm even wondering if it was Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> so it's no. not... It's, it's, okay, thank, thank you, Jesus. No, it's 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 not trivia. Uh, first pick in 2013 NHL draft was Nathan McKinnon. Okay. Um, feel a lot better now. it's not trivia <laughs> as much as i love trivia i really do and that's going to be something that i'm going to just decide to do in the future but not today is a trivia question for every podcast episode i do because that sounds fun and i love trivia i love to watch jeopardy yep. um but we're not doing that today <laughs> good or any time that i'm ever on <laughs> oh no next time it's happening fine right, I'll, I'll give you the general category and it'll be a question from that category. Fair? Okay. I mean, I guess, but okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways. It's not my podcast. I don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> the, the question I have for you is, what are the Browns? Nobody knows. The only constant is the fact, the only thing that everyone can agree on about what the Browns are is that Kevin Stefanski is a very attractive man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what are they as a team? What are they? I, I don't even know. I mean, honestly, like, this team is kind of like 2020 in a nutshell. We haven't hit the dumpster fire part of it yet, but I feel like they might be headed there. <laughs> Have we not? Uh, that game they played a few days ago was pretty bad. I've seen them play worse games. Oh, Remember I, I the to. multiple missed? Okay, let me tell you. I have been to 13 Browns games in person, whether mm-hmm. they be um, whether they be preseason or regular season, okay? 
12 in a row, I saw them win live. 12, 12, 12 of them in a row. Mm-hmm. Win, see them win. I That might just be like their total number of wins that they've had in a really, <laughs> for like their whole, <laughs> but <clears throat> the 13th one, I'm sitting in the dog pound. I think it was against the Jets, right? Two, a few seasons ago. And he, the kicker missed like two kicks, mm-hmm. two, two of them two and they lost and it was a close game and it was super close and they lost they just lost and i just you know that to me was worse than what happened with the steelers because i expected the steelers to win what and I what year was this game. i feel like it was the owen 16 year oh geez hold on <laughs> Because I didn't get to go last year because too many of the Monsters games matched up with the Browns. Let's see, the Jets, 17 to 14. Let's check this box score. I feel like it was, <clears throat> I feel like it was that game because the night before was a Monsters game. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, Zane Gonzalez missed two field goals. Yeah. Do you know it was so awful? I was crying in the dog pound. Like, I was crying. Like, there was a lot of tears. No, was... I was just going back to check to see if it was uh, the one, the only, the legend, the double doink, Cody Parkey. Because, oh, no, no, no. No, no. That uh, wasn't him. No. Because the this is round two in Cleveland for him. Okay, I let's be know. honest <laughs> here. We're playing a dangerous game, especially when people start... <laughs> Tweeting out perfect Parky, okay? Why would you even put that into the universe? You know what's hilarious? All the Bears fans who are, like, so mad that Cody Parky hit that field goal and it, it bounced in. Oh, I know. <laughs> I am very much aware. I mean, I am also one of those Bears fans, but, like, he's also on my other team, the Browns, so I can't be super mad. <laughs> But it's so funny to watch that when that happened, they were like, oh, come on. It was just like Twitter just exploded with all these Bears fans like, you've got to be shitting me. (laughs) Yes. Anyways, I'm sorry. Yes. Back to your original question. What are the Browns? I don't know what the Browns are. They have these glimpses of like brilliance. You know, think about Chubbs, like. He's been so good. Well, other than getting injured, but he's been so good. And then OBJ had that one really good game against Dallas when I benched him on fantasy. And <laughs> maybe I should bench him again. Maybe he'll do well again. Um, <laughs> sort of a reverse but, jinx situation there. Yeah. But I just, I think what, you know, you know what the Browns are is that they're just inconsistent. Inconsistent is a very good word for them. Um, I'm going to say they are an average team. They're not good. They're obviously not they're great. Not no, they, they're obviously no, no. not great. They're not elite. They're not good. But they're not bad. They're not terrible either. Sometimes they'll kind of they'll dance into the good. They'll dance into the bad. Uh, occasionally dance into the terrible teams. Right. But. That has to go with their inconsistency. But overall, they're an average team. Um, yeah, I don't think many Browns fans think they're great. 
I think many Brown. No, what you're seeing a lot of is Browns fans going, "Oh my God, this is happening! Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening." But I think in the back of their head, they're like, "Oh my God, this is happening!" But like, how? <laughs> There's a lot of people going. They're very happy that the they're four. And, they were four and one for the first time since the Bill Belichick era. They're yeah. four and two right now. I mean, very. We're happy. about to reset history here. We're. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm happy that they're winning games. Um, I just I look, and I'm looking at their their two losses, which were atrocious. They got outscored like seventy something to thirteen. I want to get the exact total, but it's bad. Um, while I'm looking up the total, I will continue talking. But their <laughs> four wins come against teams that are bad or a lot worse than we thought they were. Okay. Like, the Bengals aren't a good team. The Washington football team, not a good team. The Dallas... Yeah, what is... Okay, wait. Wow. Like, five interceptions in that game. Five. I was not expecting that the Browns to intercept five... <laughs> five passes in that game. Like, it was very clear from that game... That it wasn't so much that the Browns were good. It was that the Washington football team was not good. (laughs) Yes, the Washington football team, not good. I think it was only three interceptions, though, and a fumble recovery. Let me double check. Uh, By the way, the scoring differential against Steelers and Ravens is 76 to 13. Um. So, yeah. The only three, three interceptions. Was two, it three? I thought it was five. Three interceptions, two fumbles. He lost one. Son of a bee. So four turnovers for Dwayne Haskins. But what I think we've learned is that the Bengals aren't that good. I got that wrong. I was so. <laughs> I was so. I was so excited. I was like, I know a stat, guys. I know a stat off the top of my head. Nope. No, I don't. Um. The only teams I really care about beating is always the Ravens and the Steelers. Mm -hmm. Everything else is like a nice cherry on the top for me. I don't know. That's how I feel. I mean, I I like to see them win games, but uh, you have to keep them. You have to to look at the perspective. You have to look back at how things have unfolded. I think a lot of people thought Dallas was going to be a really good team this year. Even, you know, even before they lost Dak Prescott, you know, when they had Dak Prescott, everyone thought they were going to be really good. Uh, when they had him, they weren't. They were bad. But like, yeah. I mean, Ma- Mike McCarthy's a total fraud and a clown, and I can't believe the Cowboys hired him. And I'm happy the Browns didn't. Okay. Yes, wait, didn't they? Okay, I can't remember what I was listening to, but didn't they hire? Wasn't it Dallas who hired? Was it? Was it him that? Said that he watched every single snap and then yes. it turned out to be a lie? Yes. Like, you lying fool. Like, if like, I lied about that... that stuff, I wouldn't even get hired. Like, people would call me on my shit so fast. He must have so had a there was that... as big as the field to walk in there and be like, I watched. But, like, why didn't they test him on that? You watched every single snap? Well, let's test you on the snaps and see what you thought. No, they just believed him? Just believed him? Well, look who's on in the show there. It's freaking Jerry Jones, okay? True. It's Jerry Jones. True. So, I mean, Mike McCarthy, total fraud. I knew this was a fraud from the start. 
I knew this was a sham. Uh, there was that video somebody like made about you know remaking Mike McCarthy and him like hanging out in a and and you know with a group of coaches and all these people. He has a team. He visited Pro Football Focus. He's all in on analytics now. I'm like, this is the biggest crock of shit I've ever seen. <laughs> are people I actually buying this? Are are people in doubt? Like, is is Jerry Jones all in on analytics? I feel like he's one of them that isn't. I I, I think feel like it's... he says he is, but. I have no idea if he if he is or not. I think it was just they wanted to have something that wasn't Jason Garrett just clapping on the sideline the entire game. So, <laughs> oh my god, the Jason Garrett claps. <laughs> so Mike McCarthy being in on analytics, showing he's making progress because he was criticized a lot for being prehistoric and archaic in his offenses, showing that he's modernizing everything because it was no secret that. There were times when a play call would come in in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers would hear it, roll his eyes, and yeah. just change it on the fly anyways. Or say, fuck this, this is stupid. I'm not running this. And the play would get changed. It's not a secret. Yeah. I'd like to see Baker do that just once. I just want to see what would happen. <laughs> he throw an interception? <laughs> He'd fumble the snap? Oh my gosh. <clears throat> yeah, you know what? That reminds me. I, I have to say this since we're talking about fumbles, fumbling snaps. I think the greatest joy for me this season was watching Joe Burrows not pay 100% attention when he was going to call that timeout. And <laughs> I, I mean, it was definitely the snapper's fault because it came out that like everyone else knew, but the snapper for some reason just. Mm-hmm like forgot or like didn't hear but he he had no like he was so confident that the snapper was not going to snap the ball <laughs> yeah not not does not go on the highlight reel for joe burrow I mean, um, that's such a cleveland browns thing to happen and the fact that it happened against the browns just like the greatest joy of the season the browns could like lose the rest of their games now and i'll be happy still because i got to experience that that's a lie they can't i don't want them to lose the rest of the games <laughs> but <clears throat> looking at their other one it was against the colts the colts are bad i mean those, those teams are they're bad right I, it, I mean and you know you know you're supposed to beat the bad teams you only play who's so i don't care we're, we're, what we've seen is they've beat four teams that are bad or kind of bad yeah and they've lost to two teams that everyone knows are really good and those games weren't particularly close. Wait, who did they play in week one? The Ravens. They lost 38 oh, to 6. Oh, that's right. That's right. So here's the thing. So it might be my fault because I don't think I watched the whole Ravens game. And then I didn't watch no, you didn't miss the anything. Steelers. I didn't watch the Steelers game. I watched it later. But I didn't watch it live. So now I'm wondering if it's my fault. They would have lost, lost those games. Game. Those, 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 those games were on the road against teams that were significantly better than them. And it's on the road. In, yeah. in every way. I mean, 38-6 in Week 1 to Baltimore. 38-7 Week 6 in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, and the thing, the, I think the reason why they win is because even if they're having like an off, the the Ravens or the Steelers are having an off day, they know that like there's so much that rides on those games for mm -hmm. the Browns um, and how their fans will react. And the Browns are typically like, we're doing this for the fans. Mm -hmm. 
And so it's really easy to get under their skin. So if the other two teams are having an off day with actually um, playing, they go for the mental game and just really play dirty just to just to mess with them. And it works almost every single time. <laughs> it does. And Except that one time when we won and none of us could enjoy it because somebody <laughs> got hit in the head with a helmet. <laughs> so to kind of, I guess, wrap up this topic, what I will say is that the Browns are 4-2, and two, but it's a very deceptive 4-2. It's a hollow 4-2. Yeah. It, it's not a 4-2 where you're like, yeah, they beat some really good teams. You know, if they were four and two, and you know that like one of those wins was against Pittsburgh or Baltimore, and one of those losses was against Indy or Dallas, you might feel a little bit differently. Because they, because you could say that yes, they beat a good team, but those teams aren't good. I think this season, I don't think anyone is truly, genuinely thinking that the Browns are gonna like make the playoffs or even go to the Super Bowl. I think people are just saying it. Like, I don't think they really believe it because I I feel like all the wins are just exciting for everyone because we went two seasons where we were one in 32. <laughs> so um, I, I feel like that's the other thing. I just want Browns fans to enjoy it. Just enjoy this season this year because it, gonna it's the best one already that we've had in a long time so like just enjoy it you know like the amount of people that are just freaking out left and right like they lost to the Steelers let's trade everyone I'm like calm down calm down like this is the best that they've played in a long time and it's not even that good <laughs> <laughs> like like they're they're what's important is to and this is where i've been coming from this entire season and uh you know i've gotten some discussions on the internet uh of, of varying uh like always the like, trolls come for you man like like always i don't feel like i'm legit because the trolls do not come for me i am not inviting trolls to come for me by saying this let me just put that out there <laughs> <laughs> Like, I just but don't feel as legit. <laughs> I've had I've had some discussions of, of varying um, intensity or varying uh, uh, levels of, um, I guess intensity is the right word, uh, in regards to the Browns. And and listen, I'm happy they're winning games, but there 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 are reasons to be critical of this football team. Sure, they are four and two. Uh, but there are times where, even when in their wins, they don't look very good. The uh, the I mean, quarterback play doesn't look good. The defense doesn't look good. If I have to watch Andrew Sandejo out there again, I'm going to pull my eyes out of my head. Okay? Because he I mean, stinks. There's, there's, I, I guess I would say like there are games where they look good, but also I think we're also used to them looking like trash that... Mm-hmm. Um, this season is just nice. But I guess that's really what it comes down to is like, if you're a fan and you don't have like, and you're not a reporter in any mm-hmm. sort and you're not required to be unbiased. Like you and I are with 
the monsters and I know we're both trying to make it in the sports thing. So we have to, we have to uh, look yeah, at things. From yeah, that. Like, I'm, I'm being objective yeah. and, and if right. when there's critiques to be made or criticism to be had, uh, it will happen out there. Right. Even though so for, winning. for us, that's definitely what we should be doing. But mm-hmm. for the average fan who just is a fan and has no intention of working in the sport or working for the Browns or anything like that. Yeah. Go fan out. Yeah. My message to them is enjoy it Mm -hmm. because this is Cleveland (laughs) and we don't know if we will ever have another foreign to start again. (laughs) We don't know, you know, and like, enjoy it and enjoy watching Baker's wobbly passes because somehow People are catching them. Mm-hmm. Enjoy him hyping up his team and just like enjoy every piece of it because we literally have no clue what's going to happen next season at all mm-hmm. because I feel like the makeup of the team is going to be very different. So enjoy it while you can now and just think that next season when more fans can be in the building you'll probably be able to see more of kevin stefanski's face because he might not have to wear a mask enjoy it (laughs) yes enjoy it when it comes to the browns because when it comes to the baseball team those are two words you don't say um (laughs) (laughs) that caught me off guard that was beautiful. That was the first thing I thought when you said enjoy it. I'm like, oh! <laughs> Famous last words of uh, Dolan. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to talk about the Indians another day. Because... Yeah. Not today. Uh, yeah. And they haven't been in the news, really, which scares me. Uh, I've seen it's things... very quiet. I've seen things, and they are things of... Uh, 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 the predictable... Uh, pieces of information, uh, financial, you know, how are they going to do with this, uh, people that you should not expect to be on the team next year because of high salaries, that type of stuff. Yeah. So it's been very, it's been very under the radar. Like it's because the baseball season is still going on though. It's the inactivity. It's the inactive time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just typically there's someone that's talking very loudly about stuff and there hasn't really been. And maybe it's because all of the really loud players are pretty much gone now. <laughs> um, but even just from like a media standpoint, it just doesn't seem like there's much out there or maybe they are just keeping a lid on it until it all just comes to a blow. It just seems it just seems creepily quiet. That's all. There's nothing like super newsworthy, noteworthy in any of it. It's really just kind of it's there. Uh, if you really want to go find it, you can find it, but it's nothing that's going to be like, send you a breaking news alert on your phone. Right. Like Reflog hasn't really said anything, which means there's really not anything that's going on. And that's very scary. <laughs> I feel a lot better when Reflog's like retweeting things. <laughs> oh, well, let's, let's check Mr. McNeil. Let's see what he's got here. Uh... <laughs> he's just. He's my go-to for for gauging how I should feel about um, about the Indians and some other sports. Like, how do we feel about this rumor? Are we good? Are we making jokes about it? Like, uh, how big is the joke? <laughs> uh, I don't see anything baseball-related, but I did see right? him tweet out this very important piece of information this afternoon. 
What? Are you ready? I'm ready. Pope Francis also finally announced today that the Catholic Church now believes Rudy was offside. <laughs> yes, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I wish I you know, I'm you know, I'm you personally know I'm super Catholic. Yes. I wish that I had the love for Notre Dame the way that all other Catholics have, especially considering that I grew up right outside of Chicago and Notre Dame is like shoved down your throat all the time. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't have that love. Yeah. The only two baseball things I can see from McNeil in the past 24 hours are as an Indians fan, the Rays batting at the Mendoza line in the playoffs is the kind of offensive futility I can really get behind. (laughs) And... Yandy Diaz leading off the 2020 World Series with a hit is just the sports gods trolling Cleveland again. Yeah. See? That's it. It's just, it's quiet. It's too quiet. I'm not Do worried. I mean, Dolan. Feed, huh? feed some fake news at least. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm listen. Just, if, I feel like it's going to be a bad, bad off season. It I is. I just feel like Indians fans are not prepared for what's going to happen. It's just, it's going to hurt. I think it's going to hurt. And I, I feel like that a lot of the time when it comes to offseason with the Indians because it happens time and time again. I mean, we, we know we know what they are. They're they're a team that's yeah. going to have to be financially conservative, uh, like it or not. Um, Everyone's going to have to be that way this year. Pretty much. But hey, if for some reason uh, Major League Baseball or the city of New York wants to shut down Steve Cohen buying the Mets, he can come buy this team and spend as much as he wants, okay? It's not going to happen. They're I not going to shut that down. Uh, apparently, there's a club. And then clo- the Mets apparently... are going to win a World Series. And... Good for the Mets. That's fine. Good right. for the Mets. That's fine. The Mets are not hateable. The, the Mets are the Browns of baseball, so it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Like <laughs> My dad used to read me stories about the Mets before I'd go to bed at night. Like it's... <laughs> They're so lovable. <laughs> Don't well, It's well, a weird family dynamic. <laughs> were they... Are they trying to keep you up at night because they're horror stories, or <laughs> no? It was about the miraculous. It was about the the, the, the miracle mats. The miracle mats. Yeah, that's what he would read to me, because he wanted me to know that New York wasn't a bad place. Because he spent a lot of time talking about how the Yankees were awful. I mean, like the you you think that I hate the Yankees a lot? <laughs> like, let me tell you, if I met a man who was a Yankees fan mm-hmm. or a Yankees player and I and I married him. My dad would not be at that wedding. He has like there are so many things that are like super negotiable. That is non-negotiable. Also, I wouldn't marry a Yankees fan, but like I'm going to knock on wood for that. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 jinx it. Let's not tempt fate. Yeah, don't tempt fate. Don't jinx it. But um, no, I, 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 I hope the Mets get Steve Cohen. I hope they get, they deserve an owner who spends money because the Wilpons have been, uh, they've been <laughs> jokes of owners. Um, yeah. Uh, like, like I said, just a, a minute ago, the, the Mets up to now under the Wilpon ownership are the Browns of baseball. They can't get out of their own way. Um, they have ridiculous stories. That come out all the time. Part of that's because it's in New York and it's New York. But the other yeah. part is because the stories are absolutely are ridiculous. And like 
from from what I'm aware of, people just refer to that as LOL Mets because it's just like, oh, yep, yeah, that happened. Kind of like LOL Browns. It was like when OBJ they <laughs> when he had that quote out today about coronavirus and how they have mutual respect. It was just basically. All of Brown's Twitter being like, oh, lol, Brown's, and then just making jokes about it. Yeah, I mean. That's where we're at in Cleveland. I mean, I mean, peak LOL Brown's was probably when uh, Jimmy Haslam took the advice of a homeless person to draft Johnny Menzel, okay? That was peak LOL Brown's. Oh, Johnny Menzel. He could have been something. Mm. <laughs> mm. Listen, that's all I got. <laughs>